The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We know that Jerry Krause is going to get booed. I would have said to you Friday morning, they're going to put Jerry Krause's name and face on the Jumbotron Mm -hmm. and say the name Jerry Krause in front of 20,000 people on a Friday night at 9 p.m. Do you think some people will loudly boo him? What would you have said? Uh, I would have said yes, because it, it, it is widely thought that Jerry and Jerry pushed the dynasty out the door. And of course, the last dance, the last dance being done in Michael Jordan's production vision. Wait, what? Now, this is all going to be in my upcoming documentary, The Last Dunce. But like, here's the way I feel about it. Thanks for that, Speaks. Um, you got it. Thank yeah. you for not not derailing me when I spit it out. But I want to make sure we circle back to it. But- <laughs> we going to bring that back, right? And pushed the dynasty out the door. Let's freeze it right about now. Go ahead and roll it. Of course, the last dance. The last dance. How, how about unless they're a war criminal, don't boo dead people. Not how it works. And look, even if gone. they are a war criminal, like when George Bush dies, George W. Bush dies eventually. I don't want to boo him. <laughs> I, Make sure you put those paintings criminal. up first. Yeah, put, put the paintings of right. the dogs up first. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean, of Ukraine. We'd arrive at the practice facility. It's our first official meeting as a team. Get the team handbook, laminate on the front page. The last dunce. So I called it the the last dunce. One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. had nothing going on during COVID when the whole world was just locked in and glued to the last dunce. It's true. We needed more entertainment options at the time. I got to say, I've never worn a dunce cap, sure. but uh, I'm thinking this should be something we bring back. We could do it as a show. Dunce of or the a, day. Yeah, or a station or a society. Like, if you're the dumbest person in the room and we all agree that you are, mm. you have to wear a tall cone of a cap and go stand in the corner. I mean, that seems constructive, doesn't it? So when it's me, you, Lawrence, and Dan in transition, I just have to wear a dunce cap every day? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't say you. <laughs> Although you appointed Lawrence the smartest. That was that he was is. Old. Dude. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. See, I I, I, I bristled. I'm smart. I you, you did bristle. I'm smart enough to realize. I'm, this is again practical intelligence. I'm not talking about a test taking. I'm not talking about IQ. Yeah. I'm talking about among the four of us, three of us have experienced and suffered these subarctic conditions, uh-huh. and one of the four of us has missed all of it yeah. in 70 degrees in sunny Arizona. Dude, two blocks walking back from the grocery store today, and, like, my fingers were getting so numb I had to switch hands with the bag. I was carrying one bag, you know, with yeah. gloves. but And I didn't have to switch because it was heavy, you know, if you do that sometimes. No, it was just my fingers were numb from being exposed that long. In so you gloves. Were, you, in gloves, yeah. Yeah, in gloves. yeah, just ridiculous. And, and at one point, like, my thighs were cold, and I'm like, I should have worn two pairs of long johns. Like, what the hell? I don't know. I don't. I don't have what it takes to dress for these times. Is what I'm saying. We're soft. <laughs> That's what we're saying. And yet, last night, as we watched the movie about the Ecuadorian plane crash that killed so many rugby players. That's a fun movie. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Nara. Society of the Snow. 
I said to Christine, I would have made it 61 days. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's yeah. ridiculous. You didn't make it two blocks from Mariano's. I know. You were I at know. a grocery store walking to your heated home in Wong John's. I know. And I know. you said you would have survived the plane crash and 61 more days? Well, it's because he would have jumped out before the plane crashed. We know that's what, oh, what they, you're yeah, supposed that, to do. That's what you're that's supposed right. to do. That's, that's right. right. I see the plane going down, Shane. I would have wisely grabbed one of the many accessible parachutes, and I would have gone to safety. You would have found out there was no cheese and grapes, and you would have been out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you would have sacrificed yourself for the others. There's no shark. Charcuterie tray. I will not be crashed with you. Hell no. But yes, yeah, sixty-one days, dude. Are you kidding me? I before I had LASIK surgery, I used to think about it every day. That if I was Chuck Nolan in Castaway, in Tom Hanks's character, I was like, yeah. even if I survived the plane crash and made it to the island, I wouldn't be able to survive because I wouldn't be able to see. Oh god, that was what sad. drove me to the LASIK surgery. I thought about yeah. the movie Castaway. Every single day. I was like, as soon as I was done with that pair of contacts, I'd be blind and I'd be dead. Uh, are you a Twilight Zone guy, Danny Parkins? No, Were sir. you a Twilight Zone kid? No, I was not. Uh, one of the best episodes ever. Time enough at last. Burgess, Burgess Meredith. All he wants to do is read. He hates people. And he, the world, like there's some kind of catastrophic thing to end all of society, except it's him in the library. Like, and, and he's going to be able to just read all the books. And he breaks his glasses. Oh, oh spoiler see. alert. I'm watching it right now, Squeeze. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I figure I could spoil one Twilight Zone episode from the 50s. I think I'm okay. <gasps> but I didn't know I think that Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar for that episode, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's a big spoiler alert right there. He did win, Shane. He did win the Golden Globe. Did he? Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I called that one. Yeah, we knew that three months ago when Danny told us. <laughs> but Man, Danny told me the end of the you. movie. I saw it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny <laughs> did see it first. I took off the blame, per usual. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that he won the Golden Globe. That's he, exciting. Yeah, best supporting actor, which you would know if you watched the movie was going to happen if you reviewed it to your friends who hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> Sorry for saying that Robert Downey Jr.'s performance uh -huh. in the most anticipated film of the year was great. Yeah. yeah. How dare you say that? You would also know, Danny, if you were in the room with the four other people that were watching the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I didn't see it live. Would have been five total if you were watching with them. To your point, Shane, I didn't see it live. I saw a tweet. How do you I, see anything I, in the world? You don't watch anything live anymore? Uh, very little. Sports. Sports. I watched those football games. I didn't care what the score was. There were times when it was a 23-point game or whatever. Like, like there were blowouts, 21-0, 27-7, whatever. Those things never got turned off my television. Not, 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 not once Hell yeah, all baby. weekend long. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, man. It's, it's, it's a tremendous product. It, it, it is. And the fact that, like, let's fire our coach is on the table. For the Cowboys and Eagles, who were the, the class of the of their division the entire way, that's on the table here in the middle of January is such a crazy comparison to what the Bears did last Wednesday, right? It makes your head swim about what direction teams think they're going, what the expectations are, um, what they think a coach has to do from year to year. It's it's really a fascinating moment in that way. Yeah, I agree. And before we get to the coaching thing, just one thing on the quality of the games, and we can circle back around to, to any of this stuff. But uh, I know it's very popular to be like, these weren't good games. And only the Rams-Lions game was close, and the Steelers, who lost by 14, uh, were actually 
the second closest margin of defeat, which is not good for that. But it's a league of storylines. Like, okay, yeah, it was 45-14 in Texans-Browns. You're telling me it wasn't riveting to see C.J. Stroud lock in best rookie quarterback performance ever? That was pretty entertaining. Chiefs-Dolphins, 19-point game. Tyree Kills return, Andy Reid with the icicles, Taylor Swift in the stands. We're all invested in Mahomes. We're all invested in Kelsey. We're uh-huh. all invested in the elements, the theater of it. Oh, my God, it's un- it's the fourth coldest game in NFL history. I think really entertaining storylines on and on and on throughout the entire weekend. You couldn't be more right. Um, as I'm watching, yeah, go ahead and roll tape on that or clip and save. You couldn't be more right. Make it your ringtone when I text, whatever you want. But Listen, I mean, I, I know it. You're just finally admitting it. It's, I mean, every time the Cowboys cut it to two scores or 17 or whatever it was, I wanted to see if the Packers would punch back. They were set up to blow them out, but they had to punch back a few times. And Jordan Love kept being able to do it, whether it's with Musgrave on broken coverage by the Cowboys um, or whether it's again with Romeo Dobbs, a low-round pick, one of their five or six different wide receivers, which all seem to be kind of you know interchangeable in this crazy, scoutable way. Um, I wanted to see what they did. And then I wanted to see if Josh Allen – you know, was going to turn the ball over if Buffalo was going to be able to run the ball when they needed to, because I want to know how seriously I should take that matchup with Kansas City next week. Like, is Buffalo a complete offense again? All those things. I'm invested in in all the storylines and in all the directions by now. And that's what the league does. So when we come back, what you alluded to, the Bears are interviewing guys like Shane Waldron, and Greg Olson for their offensive coordinator job. And in the last hour, it's been announced that the Seattle Seahawks, those coaches' previous employers, put in a request to interview Ben Johnson. (laughs) Bears can't interview Ben Johnson because the head coach opening doesn't exist. Jim Harbaugh has interviewed for the Chargers. Bill Belichick Uh has interviewed with the Falcons. It is a very interesting moment in time on continuity, what you value, and what people's risk tolerance is for their sports team. So we will get into all of it as it relates to the Bears and the league next on The Score.